Now, I'm going to sing a song for you. Oh, God. Yeah. I think there's a few folks that were kind of stuck in the back. They're going to come up to these fancy seats up here. We have one of the van seats, apparently, in the youth section. Come on up, y'all. Don't be shy. Just come on in. The youth section. Yeah. I don't know if I would sit on that, though. Because there's been a lot of stinky boys sitting on that in the back of that van for weeks and weeks. There we go. All right. Well, welcome. Yeah, we did have a really cool little talent show. It, to me, it was like the uh, epitome of the small town church. You know, a talent show. Most of us who are from out of town, which I originally have been, you know, I, go, I worked at a church of, you know, almost 3,000 people, and you couldn't really have a talent show. It would take forever. So it was really fun. We had all kinds of people doing all kinds of things. Sadie sang. We had musicians. We had poets. We had, uh, what else did we have? Dancers. We had sportsmen showing off their archery skills. We had a dog show. I mean, we had everything you could think of. Uh, I actually was invited to hula hoop. So I did. It was, what's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't hula hoop very long. Uh, but it was, it was really an amazing thing. We had a, uh, it was a fundraiser for one of our girls who just graduated. She's going off to, uh, on a mission for a year. And it's kind of an expensive trip. So we were helping her to make that possible. So we had a, a barbecue out on our little, in our little side yard here. And tables were set up. And the little kids were all on uh, blankets and stuff. And it was just really cool. We had lemonade, you know, and, and barbecue and all that. So, uh, but, you know, one of the things about it was, to me... It, there were people that were guests, second homeowners, people who live here all the time, but there was this f- just feeling of being at home. You know, it would have been great if all of you were here because you would have the same feeling, just being at home and being comfortable and not being judged and just this sort of uh, comfort of welcome. You know that feeling that I'm talking about? You, we occasionally have that. Not all the time at family reunions. <laughs> But it was a special kind of comfort, and I think, in what I hear, too, from many of you uh, when you visit here, is that that's the kind of feeling you have at, at OB Joyful Church. And we definitely want that to be what it is for you when you are here, so that you retreat and are fed and filled up, and you go back to your homes, wherever they are, and you're just ready to, to live with God, with Christ, and to follow Him. Uh, and if you live here all the time, the same thing. But... It, it was really appropriate to me and, and meaningful that we had that moment on Thursday night of just such comfort of, of sitting down together, even the kids, you know, sitting, laying down almost to eat their dinners on, this, uh, on their blankets because, because it ties into the passage that we're going to look at today. We're in a, a series called Jesus One-on-One where we're looking at different inter, interval interludes Jesus has where he, when he interacts with individuals in the scripture. And there's 10 of those that we're going to see. We've been through three or four so far, and today we're going to talk about Matthew and the calling of Matthew and the dinner party that happens, losing my ear thing here, uh, and the dinner party that happens with Matthew afterwards and Jesus. So uh, if you want, uh, turn to uh, Matthew 9, 
and we'll have it up here on the wall. Let's just read this together. This is, we're reading from the ESV. Jesus has been healing and doing a bunch of amazing things, uh, blessing people. And Jesus passed on from there. When he passed on from there, from the previous town, he saw a man sitting in the tax booth. This is in Jesus' hometown. And he said to him, follow me. This is Matthew. And he rose and followed him. And Jesus reclined at a table in Matthew's house. And behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came to call, not to call the righteous, but to call sinners. This is the main thing that I want to say today. There is a comfort that's described in this passage with Matthew and his follow with Matthew, with Jesus, the disciples, and Matthew's friends, the sinners and tax collectors, that is a very special and tangible and and blessed thing. And that comfort is found in Jesus' mercy. The comfort that these people immerse themselves in, this, let's say Matthew and, this, and the people that come to this dinner party, is rooted in the mercy of God that Jesus reveals to them. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But here, here's my challenge to you, for myself. Uh, it would, it would be easy, it, it's easy to read the scripture and listen to things like this and come up with a list of things that we need to do in order to please God or be better Christians or any number of things like that. That is not what this is about. I want to encourage you as, as you're listening, as you're interacting with the word this week, perhaps it would be a time to get alone with God, maybe in a place which isn't too hard to find here where your cell phone doesn't work. And sit there with God and just meditate on this event and what this means to you. And and, and what I'm what I'm asking us to do is to immerse ourselves in that in the the beauty and the uh, the blessing of the mercy of God, not doing things, but just finding the comfort of the mercy of God. Do you see what I'm saying? Verse 13 is the key to the passage. In this case, Jesus says, what this is about when he explains it to the Pharisees, this is, what's happening here is I'm showing mercy. I'm showing my compassion. And you're supposed to be seeing it. You're supposed to be engaging with it. But they're missing. They're missing that completely. But these people who are sinners are comfortably sitting down with with the God of the universe in human form. And that's what I'm I'm looking for for myself and for you all. Three things about this, about this mercy of God that that I want us to immerse ourselves in. One is that 
in this passage, you'll see it's revealed, it is received, and it's reflected. So I got three R's. That makes it easy. Revealed, received, and reflected. So let's, before we get right into those three R's, I, I do want to say it's important to define mercy before we get going. So let me, let me do that real quickly. And, and you all try to interact with this and think about what you think of when, if you were asked to define the word mercy. This passage is kind of a show and tell of God's mercy. In, in 13, the beginning, he says to, these, to the religious elite, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Jesus is quoting from Hosea 6, and this is a place where, Jesus, where God says, uh, it's not religion, it's not uh, acts that I want, it's your heart that I want. It's compassion. It's not the works of religion. And Jesus is repeating that to these people. And so he's elevating this concept of mercy. And he's saying, this is what I've been showing to these men that I'm, that I'm eating with. And here's a couple things about mercy. One is it has to do with power. If I were to say, um, I'm at your mercy, that would mean that you had power over me, right? You were making the decisions. I am at your mercy. You remember uh, from elementary school when you played that, maybe just some of you, that mercy game, you know, you lock fingers and then you, you hope you're bigger and heavier, you know, or else you're, you're saying mercy. Someone is in charge of you at that moment. There's nothing you can do. That's kind of our human understanding of mercy. But when we talk about mercy and it's related to God, there are some distinctives. It, it rises to a new level. It's a different thing. Three things about it. One is that the mercy of God, the compassion of God, and, and sink these in your brain as we're going through this talk. One of the things about mercy with God is that it is always unmerited. We cannot merit God's mercy. We can't be good enough for it. Uh, just like Tyler shared with us last week, there is nothing that we can do to merit his mercy. The second thing is that, and I wish we, had, we could spend a lot of time on this, Mercy is given by God at his own expense. There is a cost associated with mercy. And when Jesus offers mercy, it is at his own expense. And that's important to understand. And the mercy of God that's revealed through Jesus, it, what it means is an invitation to relationship. So mercy is not about being beaten down or slammed on the mat and held for three, right? With God. That's not what mercy, that's our thought of mercy. But that's not what mercy is with Jesus. Mercy with Jesus is an invitation to a relationship that he makes possible. And it's not deserved. Okay, so you're with me on this idea of what mercy is? So we kind of have to have that framework to move forward. Okay, mercy revealed. So uh, let's go back just briefly. We'll reread verse 9 and 10. Uh, and Jesus is going to display mercy through the actions, he, through, through these couple of things that happen in this passage. Uh, As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And Matthew rose and followed him. 
And Jesus reclined at the table in his house, and behold, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with him and his disciples. So the first place that you see, and probably this may be the most important one, where we see mercy is the fact that Jesus would even invite Matthew in the first place. That Jesus would actually speak to him and invite him to be a follower of his. Most of you have been, if you've been in church a little bit, you, you've heard the story of you know, what a tax collector was. In that time, right, the, he was rightly judged by his people as a traitor, as someone who took bribes, as a person who uh, extorted money, and also worked for the Roman government, and he's a Jew. All of us would feel completely justified in judging him. Now, I don't want to bring up any bad thoughts for you, but there are people in our world that we feel completely justified in judging, right? So you can go ahead and think of one of those right now if you want. That's the, Matthew is the epitome of that person. The absolute epitome, the last person that you would think that the righteous and good teacher would actually walk up to and ask to be in his inner circle. We would be shocked, not just the Jews, we would be shocked. I would be shocked. But do you see how this fits in to Jesus' definition of what mercy is? There's no merit involved. Matthew could, Levi, this is Jewish name, could not be good enough to be invited. Jesus is the one who is going to make Matthew right. And Matthew is invited into this relationship, those three things about, about mercy. But, so you see mercy in the call of Matthew, but you also see it, and I, and I think this is where it's so poignant, especially with our little dinner event that we had, this reclining at the table, this sitting down on the floor together, in this intimate setting of that day and culture. These people who were considered sinners somehow felt free to sit down and eat with Jesus. And I'll probably say this again, but I think I would love, if I was going to pick a person to be in the story, I would love to be one of those people that felt comfortable sitting down in the presence of Jesus. But Jesus is in a very loud, public way, making sure that everyone around sees that this is happening. He is teaching by, not only is he being merciful and compassionate, but he's teaching. He's saying, and you read this later in uh, the book of Luke, I am the good shepherd. I am seeking lost sheep. It's the sick who I'm looking for. It's those in need that I'm looking for. Not those who have everything together already. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who comes to repentance than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance. I came for the sick. So the mercy of God is revealed through Jesus by calling Matthew and by sitting down to eat with these people. He's, he's, dis, he's displaying a show and tell of mercy. But there's this other, so that's kind of the, 
the, the God uh, reaching to people, but there's this other side, and, and this is where we come in, I think, a little more, uh, and that's mercy received. It was revealed in, in, by Jesus, but now we need to see this, we need to identify with this side, the received side. I think it's interesting in verse 12, Jesus responds to the Pharisees and he says, it's not you guys who are well who need the physician, it's those who are sick. Now, I don't know if that happened in the presence of the, of the people he was eating with or if it happened after, but that must have felt kind of weird. Think about that for a second. He, he's calling them sick and he calls them sinners. He's sort of agreeing with the way of the mindset of the Pharisee. So we don't know if they heard it right then or if they heard it later, but because he was teaching it, there's no doubt that they did here. And here's one of the things, this is distinctive of a person like Matthew who is able to receive the mercy of God. And this is that place that that I hope that we will go personally. We need to know that we are broken that we are messed up, that we are sick. Do you, do you see that when you look at the, the contrast between Matthew and, the, and his band of friends and the Pharisees, one set knew that they had a problem and the other th- set thought they had it together. So the first thing is to know, to receive mercy, is to know that we are messed up that our relationship with God is broken, that there's nothing we can do to fix that. But the other piece, there are two, other, two other pieces. One is this. When they recline at the table, I think one of the reasons they're able to do that is that they know that they are valued by Jesus. And that's another piece of someone who receives mercy the mercy of God, and, and that is to know that we are valued by him. They did not know, like we do, that Jesus was going to pay for re- their relationship with him, with his life. But we know. Our invitation is even more meaningful. They reclined with him. And they didn't have to clean themselves up before they did that. They just reclined at the table with him in their imperfection. And and here's the reason that they were able to do that, and that's the reason that we can, is that Jesus is good enough for us. We don't have to be good enough for Jesus. So they, they find value from him. They are valued, and we know even more about our value to him than they did. Uh. And finally, there's this, this one thing you notice about Matthew, and it's really clear in, in Luke's, Luke's telling of the story. And that's where it says, as soon as Matthew was called, he got up and he left everything and he followed Jesus. So someone who is ready to receive mercy from God is ready to follow. Ready to follow. And Jesus knew all of these things about Matthew when he looked at him. There is no doubt in my mind that if you're in this room, that God, through, through Christ, has inspired you, has called you, has spoken to you. And you may not be at the place where Matthew is, jumping up and ready to go, but you're somewhere in that, in that uh, 
if you were to expand Matthew's decision out to a few days or years, uh, you're somewhere in there. And Jesus is saying, are you ready for my mercy to you? So if you're ready to follow and you understand that you have a problem, that you're not right and you can't fix it, and you understand that you're valued by Jesus, then I, I think you're ready to uh, immerse yourself in his mercy and enjoy that relationship he's inviting you to. Okay, just a couple more things. So mercy is revealed, it's received, but it's also reflected. And and I just want to spend just a moment on this. Uh, People who receive the mercy of Jesus reflect that mercy. When, when Jesus says to those Pharisees, it's mercy that I desire, not sacrifice. Uh, what he is saying is that my heart, the, the, the characteristic of myself, when I, I mean Jesus, I, I think I need to read this to you because I don't think I can say it the way I meant to. When, when we willingly put ourselves in a place where we can know and accept the mercy of Jesus, then we are in a place where we can share his mercy with others. When I am in that, and this is the, 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 the inside of it, when I am receiving, when I am in that receiving place, I am not in a position to think of myself more highly than others. I see people as God sees them. So when I have moved into that place of mercy, I am not likely to judge. And that's a place we need to be. The religious people's faith had become a list and not a relationship. Things that they did and not a relationship. Following Jesus... Experiencing his mercy is not about a list of things that we do. It's not about being better. It's about being in his presence and reclining with him and experiencing that mercy. So, uh, like I said earlier, when I look at this story, if I had to choose someone to be, I would definitely want to be Matthew or one of his followers who knelt down and had dinner with him. Wouldn't you rather be that person than someone outside saying, why, why? They're not good enough for you, or they're not good enough for God, or those are sinners. Yeah, well, they are. And no, they're not good enough. We, we agree with all of that, but that's all of us. So I'd, I'd rather us not focus on trying to not be like the Pharisees because I think some of you are probably thinking, well, I'm a, I judge people and I just can't help it and I'm bad, I'm like that. Eh, let's, that's, let's not go there. Let's, let's experience that mercy. Know that we have a problem. Know that we are valued by Jesus. And be willing to follow him. So, so take some time While you're here, whether you live here or whether you're just on vacation for a day more, to get with God alone and quiet and sink into that 
reclining position with him and experience that mercy of God that is uh, so important to our relationship with him. We are invited to know him by his mercy, not punished by it, invited. Let me pray for us. God, we, uh, we are so thankful for the stories of your son's interaction with these different people. And Lord, we naturally compare, we naturally judge, we naturally find a way to make ourselves seem better and more acceptable to each other, uh, and, to, and we want that to work with you. But Lord, even in the very instant of Jesus calling Matthew, we see that all of that is, is um, meaningless. That you call us, who are unworthy, into your presence to restore our relationship with you because of your son, Jesus, and through his work. And we thank you for valuing us like that. And God, I pray that each one of us, no matter where we are on the continuum of following you, God, that we would move one step or more closer because we're encouraged by your son's interaction with, with Matthew and his friends. So we lift that up, Lord. Let this, uh, these days that we're here in this beautiful weather just be uh, days where we bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Have a wonderful week. So glad you were here. I think there's some food out back or in the foyer, so enjoy that. Get some coffee.
My grandson kept telling me to check out this Facebook. He said it was so popular. Well, I guess not, because the library sure hadn't heard of it. He says that's not how it works. Ah, I just saved 15% on car insurance in 15 minutes. And what's Hagerin? Wasting his time reading a book of faces. 15 minutes for a quote is a waste of time. Start with a quote for insurance, and you can save money on car insurance in half the time. Welcome to the modern world. Insurance, backed by Allstate. Click a call. Available in Allstate. Savings by Allstate.